0: Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Craig Cecilia. Craig's core belief is that the American dream should be available to everyone, regardless of socioeconomic status. Craig is the CEO and founder of Diversify Fund, a loving husband and a dedicated father to three beautiful daughters. A family man at heart, Craig's mission is to break down the barriers that keep most Americans from investing like the privileged, well-connected, and wealthiest 1% in our country. That's why he founded Diversify Fund in 2016. With Diversify Fund's wealth tech platform, Craig combines the power of crowdfunding with cutting-edge technology. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Craig Cecilio on the show. Craig, welcome to the show.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate it. You're
0: you're so welcome. So love getting in a state before we get into a great discussion on investing, leadership, mental health, all important aspects of uh, of life. So let's go ahead and do three power breaths in. I define it breathing in through the belly, up through the chest. Go ahead and breathe in. And out. Good. Another breath in and out final breath in and out all right now that we're grounded we're going to amp the energy up a little bit i'm going to count down three two one we're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs in three two one and boom boom there you go appreciate you playing uh love it playing along so Morning habits, rituals, routines, I believe they are the foundation to anything you want to do in life. So Craig, what's a couple of things you do first thing in the morning that really sets you down that path
1: towards success? Uh, first thing I do usually is there's coffee involved, but I do breathe I do the Wim Hof breathing technique is the first thing I try to do three to four rounds every morning. Uh, then after that, I go into some stretching, uh, a little bit of stretching for uh, my shoulders and my body itself and uh then i sometimes do a speech a grateful speech what am i grateful for i do the bulletproof coffee with with ghee in it a little clarified butter and i have that i have about a cup cup and a half i try to limit that's my caffeine take most of the time most days some days you might have one in the afternoon but I, I try to limit that uh and um and then from there that's uh that's how i start the day yeah that's how I go. that's like pre-shower and then then i jump in the shower and get the day started uh and getting the day started, it's kind of going through my to-do list and and kind of reprioritizing my day. Uh, to-do, to-do is always moving around. Priorities are always moving around, so I try to make sure I'm working on things that are are connected to the goals I'm trying to achieve. And kind of day by day for what I do, it kind of changes a lot. So making sure I'm really getting the ROI on my time, and that's the biggest thing. And I get into ROI on my time because time is something that uh, we don't have a lot of. Yep.
0: And we all have the same amount of time. So you've got to use it, use it definitely w- wisely. So I'm a huge Wim Hof fan. So I'd love to hear from you. One, how long you've been doing the Wim Hof breathing? And then two, what do you find that comes out of
1: it? I've been doing it for a couple of years right now. And during the pandemic, I decided to. Uh... I got a freezer and i turned it into an ice bath and i put it in my garage and my wife was like what we don't need a freezer and i was like yeah we do and then i started getting a hose and she's like what are you doing (laughs) it's a bowl of water right now so i started doing that about a year ago during the pandemic and then i think about six months into it uh she sees another package delivered the house and she's like what'd you what'd you get now and i I got a sauna so i got a (laughs) sauna for my backyard a big one of those. barrel saunas and it's it's been a a game changer doing that stuff i i can't i can't say without a doubt it's a game it's a game changer it's incredible
0: it truly is and and that that cold contrast and getting in the cold it's such i i feel like it builds mental strength more than anything because you're getting in and people are like you're doing what getting in the ice or you're going for a cold walk outside which i've been doing lately with just a hat gloves and shorts on when it's you know 20 degrees but you're you're putting body through that natural stress and they, then you're able to handle everything else that, that comes at you. And we know life is thrown a lot at us from, from that perspective.
1: I would love to do the cold walks, but I live in Southern California. I don't have an option to do that. So, not, <laughs> so I got to go to the freezer. There you but, go. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite an experience. You know, it's always good to have uh, share it with other people and the experience the first time seeing them go into something that cold is, 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 is fun. It's fun to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your entrepreneurial journey. I know we want to get into leadership. We want to get into mental health. We yeah. want to get into building a community and what you're doing with your company. So give give a little backstory.
1: Yeah, so the company uh, I founded, it's called Diversity Fund. We imagine a world where everyone has an equal opportunity to build wealth. So we built a platform out where people can come in who are not necessarily accredited investors and institutional investors. So the everyday person has an opportunity to invest like the 1%. Uh, we have minimums as low as $500. Uh, it's really kind of changing kind of the playing field, decrease, dropping those barriers down, allowing people to have that opportunity to, to build wealth. And that's kind of the American dream is how can I go up that wealth ladder? And today, the wealth gap is even larger than it was two years ago. And even back when we started the business out, the wealth gap was pretty significant. And here we are uh, t- trying to come out of this pandemic and the wealth gap just increased even more. So, uh, hopefully we've developed a tool that could help that out. And, uh, yeah, it's been quite a wild ride.
0: What, uh, just, just for the audience sake, an accredited investor, what, what does one need to be, to be an accredited investor?
1: Well, it's excluding your personal residence. That's one big thing. So it's your net worth greater than a million dollars, excluding your personal residence, which a lot of us have equity in, and usually an income between 200 and 250,000. I think dual income is about 300 to 200,000 per individual.
0: Gotcha. And many times investment opportunities, you need to be an accredited investor to to be involved, correct?
1: Yeah. And these institutional type quality investments require 20, 10, 20, 30, 40 million dollars uh, to participate in, and usually that's, rela- that's uh, dependent upon institutional investors, hedge fund managers, ultra high net worth not even just high net worth individuals, but ultra high net worth individuals. So, even if you have a hundred thousand, you meet the criteria, sometimes you're excluded from those investment opportunities.
0: Okay, so you saw that as kind of an issue with regular let's say, everyday Americans building wealth, right? Building building that wealth. Take us back to how your company formed, how you kind of got this thought process in. Would love to, to understand the inner workings.
1: Yeah, I've been doing this for about 25 years, raising capital, syndicating deals, placing the money into investment opportunities. And then going back even farther is growing up. And then it's more came from a working class family. My dad, they, they worked really hard, never really had a chance kind of go to those cu- fancy country clubs uh, we we're in a pretty wealthy area I was kind of young didn't really understand it too much like got older but they never had that opportunity to kind of like everyone else had to go up that wealth ladder uh, so I think that really kind of was the the beginnings of where it was kind of uh, started inside myself where the the passion the fire came from it's growing up a more working class family and we never knew about this stuff we never heard about it And fortunately for me, I have met some people along the way in my early 20s and started studying this and got involved at an early age and started serving a lot of high net worth and institutional customers. And it was always kind of a very big business transaction, always making them a lot of money along the way. And then when I had the opportunity to say, oh, my God, there's an opportunity here to create something for everyone. I I just kind of ran with it. I was like, okay, I got to do this. And that was like around 2013. I saw that opportunity come out of the JOBS Act with some of the regulations that came down the pipe. Uh, And then the rest is kind of history. Kind of just stuck my head down, tried to figure out how to do it. Found myself a co-founder, launched company in late August of 2016. And uh, here we are today. Yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride.
0: So what would be a typical scenario where somebody would get involved with with your company and invest or 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 do something of that nature
1: well right now we're having over three thousand transactions a month on our platform everything's automated uh very very app friendly we have an app for android uh, and apple store um you can go online of course to the platform itself it's it's very easy transact less than a minute takes you through the whole transaction everything's automated Uh, very user-friendly. We're consistently upgrading our technology and our products to transfer information to people. Uh, Believe it or not, a lot of the stuff we're focused on is is content and educating people because everyone comes from all walks of life. Uh, Mm -hmm. You could say in some cases when you worked with institutional investors, they all speak the same language. In this case, everyone speaks a different language. So, Mm So we're educating people, no matter where you are, on that kind of uh, your educational journey, it's your own journey. There, we're providing content for you to help you out, to assist you in learning. And the biggest thing is, we're really giving you an opportunity. And and biggest thing is, on top of that, is awareness. As a lot of people did not even know this exists. And and how and so there's a lot of questions across the board. Is one, hey, how do these investments work? These alternative investments work. And then what 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 is your basic knowledge, your financial acumen as well, in helping you out in that journey.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. And, and obviously starting in 2016 pandemic hit a couple of years ago, I know you really built a, a community in that time. What, what was some of the biggest challenges you faced as an organization when the pandemic hit? And then how did you build a, a community of, of about what, 30 K or so, uh, people in, in that timeframe?
1: Yeah, well, uh, One of the decisions we were talking in December 2019 was really to kind of throw a lot more into our marketing budget and really kind of go for it. And then all of a sudden, uh, our launch date was supposed to be, I believe, was like around March 1st was when we're going to launch the increased spending across everything. And all of a sudden, the pandemic hit and everyone looks at me and I'm like, no, we're going for it. You know, we're going to play to win. (laughs) So we're going out there. And we spent a lot of money during those time periods, built a lot of great relationships, our community kind of exploded. So I think organically we're right for that growth at that point in time. And then everyone kind of moved online in that time period. So you had a lot of people that weren't transacting online now forced to do that. So kind of our community exploded. I think we've got about a half a million account signups, we have over 30,000 customers. Uh, close to like 70 80,000 transactions right now on the platform. So kind of just took off over the last two years. It's been pretty incredible. And at the same time, we invested in assets at that point in time that were a little depressed. Within this last year, everything took off. So we're investing in assets in a time period where everyone doesn't even know what's going on in the world. So we kind of benefited from that as well.
0: Love it. So that takes a tremendous amount of leadership, right? T- a tremendous amount of courage to, to continue to step forward. So let's talk about leadership and, and how you led the team, your organization through that, that role, because I'm sure, as you said, a lot of people were saying, okay, what are, what are we going to do? We're not going to do this. And you said, Hey, let's, let's move forward. So talk to a little bit about
1: that. Yeah, that, that is an experience. I, I could write probably a series of books about living through that and it's, it's unprecedented times. And at the same time, you're looking at your organization, you have a growing organization and, and what do you do at the end of the day with that. And looking at, uh, then you look around uh, your team, your, your team in place and, and how's your team and how can you rely upon your leaders to really uh, uh, drive your culture and drive your vision during those tough time periods. And I got to say, it, was, it wasn't the easy time period whatsoever because we migrated from being in the office to work from home. Okay. so al- along that is there's a lot of changes happen you got to change a lot of things so and what i was thinking is and a lot of opportunities happening so from working from home and all of us being together we expanded nationally and also we spent uh globally in hiring people so it allowed us to kind of uh give us more choices to hire people uh people across the country uh being in california it's kind of a higher price for some of the Technology guys, so allowed us to to get some people across the country that were more affordable to our business, uh, and and match ourselves to the right people for the organization. So we started doing that, uh, finding people who work well in a work from home culture, who are used to doing that. Bringing some more managers and leaders, who are doing that. Kind of like I just kind of thought of it like pieces of a puzzle. (laughs) Like what do I need, and how do I navigate these waters? Increased communication and transparency is one of the biggest things. uh, We did that. Uh, I think when the major moves that I would say that I would never have thought of doing was really bringing in a people director earlier in the process. And you're okay. you're, you're really kind of thinking maybe I hit 50 employees, 100 employees before I do that. But we brought that people director in uh, pretty soon in the process, uh, laying the found work for really to help the employees out, to serve our employees, to give them uh, the tools they need to, to uh, be successful and to uh, deal with any kind of issues they that might arise from the work from home atmosphere. So uh, I would say that was one of the best decisions we've made. Um, okay. And as well as um, just being highly adaptable from the work from home culture. I think a little bit we set up as kind of a tech company. We all had laptops anyway. We give everyone a MacBook and that was easy to go home was, was work as normal. Right. But uh, yeah, it was a, I could go on and on with the stories. But yeah, those, those are a couple <laughs> of the big moves.
0: Are you uh, you going to stay virtual? Or are you going to be back in the office? Combination of both. What's the the future plans?
1: Yeah, we're we're about thirty percent local right now, so we're seventy okay. percent global and national. So we're we're staying remote. Uh, we might okay. open up some some smaller offices across the country. We're entertaining that uh, uh, to take our, but we still have a current lease, so we're going to see where that takes us. There's really no negotiation with our current landlord with that, but uh, we might open up a, com- a couple satellite offices throughout the U.S. Well, well, we're we're very flexible. We want to keep people comfortable, really kind of listening to our employees of what their wants and needs are. But it seems to be working right now for us work from home.
0: And what challenges, and, and I've, I've spoken to others related to the challenges because so many people went from working in an office to working remote, right? And, and working virtually you have a little bit more of a mental strain because you're never disconnected. You're, you're in the office. Where's the, you know, if you've got a family, I know you do, I do as well. Where's the, the disconnect of, okay, I'm turning work off. I'm, I'm going to be in the family. So talk a little bit about how you tackled that mental health, that mental stress, that change of being in the office to, to being virtual.
1: Yeah, I'm an extrovert, so it really hurt me harder than anybody else. I I, I like to talk, I like to be around people, so it, it was tough for me to do. So any opportunity I found, I, I tried to take it. So I had I dove into uh, all these tools I could find for myself with meditation, the breathing, uh, doing the ice baths, and the hot cold therapy. Uh, built built a gym in my backyard, pretty much like everyone else. Didn't get a Peloton, but I got pretty close to a, a, some. Uh, some exercise equipment in the backyard to do that and, and just made it a priority to take care of myself, take care of my health, uh, take care of my mental health uh, and really kind of just, just being very, very persistent and systematic about it on a day-to-day basis and make sure I didn't miss those time, uh, missed my morning routines, and my daily routines and uh, came out of this. Now it's easy, it's easy to do. It was just kind of like walk, walking and talking at the end of the day, but really made myself super disciplined on that stuff, which rolled over into everything else. Um, not not easy working from home all the time. things are kind of semi open so you can get out a little bit more now. It's a little bit better. it's happier. Uh, I make, myself, I'm happier because of that reason so I can interact with people more. but I really had to kind of it's almost like 10x you know all, 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 all the kind of the mental therapies that are out there. Uh, and then along the way you kind of you, you start talking to people and other people who are doing things and you start sharing techniques and, and uh, you know different philosophies. And it just, and, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I get all these things thrown at me nonstop now. So it's like every second something new is coming out, I'm trying it out or doing something. So it comes it actually becomes a part of you. So so yeah, it's been pretty uh, pretty wild and, and uh I feel pretty fortunate to build some great relationships during that time period as well.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. As the pandemic hit, I, I'm an early, early riser and people said, are you going to sleep in? And I said, absolutely not. Like now... More than ever, you need to stick to your disciplines, the the things you do on a daily basis to, to fight physically, fight mentally. And, and one thing that came out of the pandemic that you just alluded to is now all these things we do or had done kind of in private are so much more in the out in the open, the ice baths, the saunas, the meditation. So many people are, are opening up, I feel like, to, hey, I need to do some of these things for myself. And then I show up better for everybody around me, where before I don't know if it was that much of a, of a priority or it wasn't out in the open as it is, you know, nowadays, which is, which is a great, great thing to see, right? That's, that's an opportunity that we've gotten out of the, uh, out of the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And it's been, uh, the environment's been, there's more, it's a safe environment to talk about these things, being starting a company, being a CEO, running a business, there's more conversations happening between each other. There's more groups out there. Other people are going through the same things you are. You you feel more no, you feel normal now. So things that we weren't sharing before, we we always it always existed. Being a CEO, being the leader of an organization, there's really no one really to go to. It's kind of a lonely experience. And now everyone's kind of reaching out and everyone's really I, I find how amazing how we're all kind of coming together. Everyone's sharing stories, and it, it, it's comforting because it's like what you're going through, that person's going through. And at the other day, I'm like, oh, it's, it's not that bad <laughs> because you know someone else's. You hear someone else's story, so you feel more, you feel normal at the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. So out of this, I, I believe that's uh, we're going to get some better leaders out of this, knowing that hey, you know what I'm trying to do is difficult. We understand it's difficult. There's a lot of stress involved. Now I have some avenues where I could turn to someone to have a conversation, or and have some tools that I could use to uh, better myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Since we went virtual, networking has gone global, right? Your your company has gone global. Where now you can hire people all across the globe, which two two and a half years ago that wasn't occurring, right? It was much more condensed. So I, I definitely see that as a blessing that has uh, has come out of the pandemic. So Craig, where can people? Find the app. Find more information if they want to get involved, want to become a uh, become a, an investor, a member. Where can they uh, Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, we're at DiversityFund.com. We're in the Apple Store, Android Store. You can download the app from your Apple phone or your Android phone. Uh, my social handles are Craig Sicilio, uh, CXC. That's my middle initials X. You can find me through a, a Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn uh, Twitter as well. I'm, I'm, I'm highly, um, engaged with all, all different social media mediums and, uh, yeah, check it out. It's very easy to get started. The minimum is as low as $500. I know people even waste that on a meal at night. So it's really easy to get started with your own journey and learn how to invest like the 1%. Love it, Craig. Thank you for being on the show. Great. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Thanks for listening. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat, get after it. And I'll talk to you soon.